morning. Yeah, my name's Todd. My wife Esther and I are sorry. My 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 name's Todd, and my wife Esther and I are missionaries of Wycliffe Bible Translators, and we are just so thrilled and privileged to be with you here this morning. This morning, I'd like to share with you about how God changed my life forever. Back in ninth grade, a friend and me, a friend and I, were walking across a busy street to a restaurant for lunch when a drunk driver hit me with his car. My body was thrown across the street. I was rushed to the hospital where I, uh, they checked me out, and, and I went, and in addition to many injuries, it, it was discovered that I was bleeding, hemorrhaging between the protective sac and skull in two places. And if I wasn't operated on immediately, I'd most certainly die or at least have very serious brain damage. I was eventually moved to the brain injury, uh, and then I went under a surgery, and they stopped the bleeding, and then I was moved to the brain injury unit. Um, and I came out of my coma five days later at the exact time that this church service was praying for me. My memory was tested, and I lost four years of school. Um, I underwent multiple therapies, such as speech therapy, language therapy, and occupational therapy. I had to relearn how to walk. I remember the time I was sitting in my wheelchair in the brain injury unit, wondering if I would ever lead, lead a normal life again. I asked God to please let me go home before Christmas, and I was released the day before Christmas Eve. People kept telling me, hey, God has healed you, Todd. So I decided to look for him. And then God hooked me up with a Bible study where I learned for the first time that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. My experience led me to realize how short and uncertain life is. None of us know, you know if we'll even die today or tomorrow. So I decided I wanted to invest my life in something that would make an eternal difference. And I asked myself, what lasts for eternity? Only two things, God's word and people's souls. Today, there are, oh, next slide, please. Thank you. Uh, next slide. Okay, there, there we're, good, thanks. <laughs> Today, there are over 3,000 languages that still do not have a single verse of the Bible in their language. Unless someone goes to them and translates the Bible into these languages, these people will never have a chance to uh, experience Jesus Christ and the power of his life-changing word. The goal of Wycliffe is to translate the Bible into everyone's heart language. Next slide, please. Looking at the numbers, there are just so many le languages left to translate the Bible into. So many people ask, why can't they just learn English? Imagine that you only had a Spanish Bible. I bet many of you have taken Spanish in high school and have heard Spanish spoken around you all your life. But if you only had the, the Bible in Spanish, if you knew, know some Spanish, wouldn't you still prefer your English Bible? Why? Because English is your heart language. Everyone needs to hear the Bible in their heart language. Next slide, please. The other question is, isn't there a computer program that does auto-translation? <laughs> well, the short answer is no because a computer program cannot make subtle cultural distinctions. Next slide, please. For example, in the English Bible, Jesus is the bread of life. In the Korean Bible, Jesus is the rice cake of life. Well, in Papua New Guinea, they don't have bread or rice cake. So there, Jesus is the sweet potato of life. Next slide, please. Computers can't auto-translate, but specially designed computer programs can help greatly. In fact, these programs can reduce the time it takes to translate the Bible 
by more than 50%. As you saw before, there are just so many languages that still don't have the Bible in their language. We need Bible translators, and we need computer workers. Next slide. So what kind of people become missionaries? I used to think that only preachers and pastors went to the mission field. And even after I learned a little bit more about missions, I thought the only other vocations that could be useful on the mission field were like teachers and doctors. Since then, I've learned that God uses all our talents. We need computer missionaries like me, construction workers, airplane pilots, um, and more. Does that mean that everyone's called to be a missionary? No, but we've all been called to mission. Pastor John Piper says that there are three possibilities in relation to missions. You can either be a goer, or you can be a sender, or you can be disobedient. There is no other option. That means there are no coasters. We may be the ones going, but many of you have been called to send. Next slide, please. Back in 1983, I could have been killed when I got hit by that car, but God has given me extra days to live for him on this earth. And you all have been given your share of time on this earth. Not only that, we live in a country that we can read the Bible every day and go to great churches like this every week. Even if we only have that, we should be filled with praise and thanksgiving. But there are people still around the world that don't have a single verse of the Bible in their language. They're dying of hunger for God's word. How can we say that we love them if we just sit here feasting on multiple versions of God's word? It is my prayer that we're all obedient to our Heavenly Father. Next slide. Now I would like to end by showing you a short video about Bible translation, but just a quick note. We're on our way to Cameroon, Africa, where I'll be serving as a computer specialist. We have prayer cards on the back table, and we'll be uh, hanging out for the fellowship time after church. Uh, so please come talk to us if you have any questions. We'd love to meet you. But most importantly, I um, encourage you to be senders and send us out in prayer. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.